everyone, Scott Movie Mance here for Collider. And one thing that I've been raving about on Collider videos for your consideration is the film First Cow. So that's why I am very, very excited to conduct this interview with Orion Lee about First Cow. Now the film tells a story of two opportunists in 1820s Oregon who take advantage of their take on the American dream. And Orion Lee, you know, I would love to hear your take on the screenplay when you read it for the very first time. At the end of it, I was puzzled because I was like, why am I weeping? And because as I went through the, the um, you know, the script, I, I, you know, I didn't feel there was any particular emotion coming up it wasn't a particularly emotional script um but then at the end i read that sort of last line and i and i went and i was like wow what what's happened here and um and i think what what happened is as i reflect upon it more i think what it is 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 kelly's managed to create um a structure which is like friendship and like friendship you know it doesn't start off with passionate fireworks it's just Hey, how are you doing? Oh, what's your name? Oh, yeah, okay, cool. Um, and then, you know, you, you have a chat and then you might see the other guy again or go again. And then, you know, you say, have another chat and then years go by. And suddenly, if that friendship was ever gone, you would feel the loss. And, and the movie kind of does that too, or the script kind of does that too. You know, I got to tell you, so this relationship between King Lou, your character, and Cookie, played by John Magaro. So both of these guys, like, have seemingly nothing in common, but they really connect. And they do it in a way that is absolutely authentic and genuine and believable. First of all, why do you think these two guys connect? And how did you and John connect to capture that chemistry? um ooh, long questions good questions uh, <laughs> so the first part is uh when i was reading the script and i was discussing the character with kelly um my initial when uh, on reading the script i thought these were two soulmates these were two people who were very similar who uh had the same similar sort of background and a similar sort of attitude to life and so they became friends when I had a chat to Kelly, though, she was like, no, they're, they're complete opposites, you know, um, and, and I, I struggled with that because I believe similarities connect uh, rather than opposites. Um, and, you know, it's a, uh, you know, Kingman's very brash and charming and then like a con man. And I was like, oh, wow, how do I? But in that sort of puzzle, I was like struggling over it. I came to this kind of idea for the backstory of King Lou, uh, which basically, I'm going to cut it short, basically say that when he was younger, he was, he was pretty much um, Cookie's character, very quiet, very reserved. Um, and then, I mean, this was really when he was a child. And then, and then he had to leave, um, well, he didn't have to leave, but he left China, sailed around the world, 
And in that process, he had to learn how to become very social, very uh, sort of personable and, hey, how are you doing? And have a chat in different languages and uh, as a kind of survival mechanism. And then it became him. Like when you do something over and over and over and over and over again, you become that new person. Um, and, but deep down actually, he is that quiet, reserved person that, that Cookie is. And so when they meet, it's not necessarily a, a um, you know, they don't necessarily think that they're soulmates or they're, they're but something clicks in them deep down. Uh, that they have a similar sort of background or philosophy. Um, in terms of uh, more practically acting-wise with John, I, I think, you know, we, we didn't ever sit down and go, oh, how are we going to like portray this relationship? How are we going to connect as, a, as friends? Um, we just met each other. Oh, it's like, like a friendship. Like I just said, you know, we just met each other, said, hi, hi, how are you doing? Yeah, and then we went on the uh, camp together uh, for three days, um, learning about um, you know the period and, and how 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 that how to cook, how to make twine, how to make a fire out of flint um, and stone. And but even then, we never chatted about oh, this is how we're going to do it. And again, I've reflected upon that, and I think what it is perhaps was two actors listening to each other, like really listening because we didn't talk about what we were going to do. We had to sit in the scene and listen to each other um, and, and see what the other person was offering up and then throw, you know, throw the ball back and forth. And, and it's actually really rare for that to happen. I agree with you. It, it, it is it is rare. And that was one of the things, when I saw this movie for the first time, I was really struck. I was really affected by that connection, but I was also really affected by just how, how authentic and lived in Kelly Reichert's depiction of, of the 1820s felt. Like it really felt like you were in it and I didn't even realize that you had sort of done like a boot camp to capture all of that. So tell us more about that. Um, that boot camp was, um, yeah, we, we had uh, a guy guiding us and he sort of showed us um, lots of different things about trapping. So, you know, my character trapped some, uh, small animals for food and um, we learned uh, about making the fire with uh, with flint and stone uh, when we were on set doing it <laughs> I was like slowly getting the the tinder and just and suddenly it flared up and it was like whoa and then chucked it into the, the fire where the wood was um, but uh, that scene, <laughs> that, that, that didn't catch, they didn't actually uh, use that scene in the film. <laughs> um, and yeah, and how to make twine for, uh, out of like um, 
you know, sort of a, a plant stalk and, and things like that. Um, it was just really useful. And, and then, you know, the rest of it is the genius of, you know, the costume and design department and, and the makeup department and, and everybody really, the whole team was so fantastic um, to work with, to, to be with. Uh, that sort of familial, uh, friendly set was amazing to be on. Um, yeah, really, really good. Well, this is like the first lead role you've ever had in a movie. So what were those challenges like for you? Like, how did you like sort of psych yourself up to be like, okay, this is a big step for me as an actor? <laughs> yeah, um, you know, for any actors that are out there listening to this, um, you know, I was nervous. I had done lead roles in, in uh, stage before, but this was, uh, such a big thing and to work with Kelly as well. Um, and really I, I sort of took the approach that I was just gonna go scene by scene. And um, because we all actors all know how to do scenes. We, we've done scenes for, you know, to audition to go to drama school. We've done scenes in drama school. We've done auditions, which are scenes, you know, just, you know, short scenes. And, and then, you know, we've probably done quite a bit of work already as short scenes in films and television and so on. And, and so I took that approach. I'm only going to think about the whole movie as just one scene and then one scene and then one scene. And then, and, and so all I did was exactly what I'd done for everything I've already done, which is just work on a scene. Um, I couldn't, and, and also, I wanted that sort of intensity when you just work on the scene on a short period and, and you want that, that sort of, yeah, that intensity going into that, that time period, as opposed to the same intensity split over, you know, in this period of this whole movie. Um, so that helped a lot. And uh, yeah, um, I that's the way I thought about it. The, the other interesting thing which came up though was I was thinking about the arc um, because I was worried if I was working scene by scene, would there be a character arc? Um, and the interesting thing about that is one, you can, as an actor, you can leave that to the story and you can leave that to the audience because they will create the arc for you they, and the story will create the arc for you. And and I really believe as a person, you have many different things at many different times, um, depending on the situation, or in this case, the scene. So you can, you don't have to think, oh, okay, I'm going to be continually, I don't know, nice, or continually this, or, or, or so that there's a consistency to the character. No, I don't think you do. I think you, like a, like a person in life, you do many different things and then the, the audience gets to say, you know what, this is this person, this is the character. So the interesting thing is like, you, you know, you've worked on such big films like Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Skyfall. Uh, what's it like going, even though your role obviously is, is a lead in First Cow, but going from such a big production where I'm guessing the craft services on Skyfall was, was, was bigger than the entire budget for First Cow. <laughs> Um, first of all, cross services were fantastic on the first car. 
Um, so, you know, no complaints there at all. Um, the main thing is, is um, the amount of time, I guess, you get with the director. Um, although, you know, when you're on the set, you know, every director I've worked with has been very generous with their sort of time. Um, but the main, I guess the main thing is, yeah, that access to the director uh, sort of pre it and then during it. Um, and, and because it is really the director's vision and that's, you know, the movie is Kelly's, Kelly's vision. And um, part of my job is to, to, you know, to, to help create that. And yeah, I think I would say that's one of the main things <laughs> in terms of budget. You know, we had all we needed in the forest, the Oregon forest, you know, the Oregon landscape, um, you know, so, and then in terms of as an actor, I mean, those sets and those costumes and those props, uh, the, the whole, all those departments were so fantastic to work with. So you, you end up being in the time and in the space. Yeah. So the end of this film, don't want to spoil it for those who haven't seen it yet, but please make sure you do see it. It's on demand. So just overall, like, what's your take on a film that really leaves it open to interpretation, that leaves it up to you, the movie watcher, to draw your own conclusions like this movie does? Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's a wonderful thing about Kelly's work is it, it you know, to me, it is like, like art, like um, a work of art, which you, 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 the audience get to participate in and to decide what, what it is. Um, I, as an actor, have to have a very specific idea about what I'm doing and what it is that I'm doing. And I did. Uh, I'm hesitating because I'm like, I'm like, okay, I don't want to say it because <laughs> I want the audience to have their own decision about what's going through um, my character's mind in the last moments and, um, you know, given what the film has happened. So, so I'm not going to say it, um, but uh, if anybody wants to ask me, they can. Um, and yeah, it is... It is Kelly's work of art, and she invites the audience to come in and be a part of it and to have their own sort of interpretation, their own say of what it is that they're watching. Well, last question I have for you, Orion, is that because you were it was such a, again, I, I just have talked about this movie so much here on Collider, and I, I'm so happy to be talking to you about it, and just I would love to know your your growth, your evolution as an actor from before you made this movie to after shooting Wrapped. How do you feel like you grew as an actor working with Kelly? I think one of the main things is, um, you know, I really believe, uh, <laughs> what's the term that's going around? No a-hole. Uh, <laughs> no a-hole policy. <laughs> Um, you know, Kelly was, is such a, 
a wonderful director to work with. Um, in the process of, of creating the character of King Lou and Cookie, we both kind of became a little bit towards that. And, and so my, me as an actor, I, 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 you know, ask tons of questions and be like, Hey, how are you doing? And, and then, and Cookie, uh, you know, and John Magara would, was very quiet, didn't ask a lot of questions. And, but, you know, Kelly adapted uh, sort of to, to us, you know, to handling us differently um, because we were both, you know, moving towards the characters. Um, and sort of that flexibility and also that trust in the director who, to, who's so good that they, you know they're, they're watching everything and they'll steer you if they need to. And yet, you know, she leaves a lot of things just open to you to do uh, as an actor. Um, so you can do your job. Um, so that, and, and that thing until I just mentioned about the arc, you know, and I always thought, oh, character arc, character arc, but actually you don't need to, you can just concentrate on the scenes. Those that, And then finally, you know, the thing is, I just feel so blessed to have been, you know, just part of this project um, and, you know, just working on that set. And it's, you know, it's just going to be a highlight throughout my life. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us here on Collider to talk about First Cow. And everyone watching, please make sure, if you've already seen the movie, watch it again. I'm telling you, it's even better the second time around. First Cow is on demand. It's on home entertainment. Orion Lee, thank you so much for this amazing interview. And please continue to stay safe. And promise me that the next time I see you, it'll be in person. <laughs> okay. Thank you for being a great interviewer. Thank you so much. Have a great one.